The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, folks. So glad that you could join us. I want to tell you some great news. Uh, you know that the mothership of this radio program is the Go Green Initiative, a nonprofit organization that is now the largest environmental education program in the world. And we have a brand new homepage that I think you are going to love. So check it out at www.gogreeninitiative.org. If you love this radio broadcast that you're about to hear, you can listen to a whole lot more. You can subscribe to our RSS feed and listen to more Go Green Radio. And there are a whole lot of other social media options for you to engage with us, not only only in the radio station, but also with the program. Well, today's show is a very hot topic and a very hot guest that we have. I'm very excited to have Dr. Crofton on with us. She is the author of a brand new book called Wireless Radiation Rescue, Safeguarding Your Family from the Risk electropollution. And I want you to feel very free to follow along on her website as we conduct the interview. Don't close this web browser. Open a new one. Go to www.radiationrescue.org. And there you can take a look at all of the great things that she has on her website as we conduct the interview. Well, Dr. Crofton, welcome to Go Green Radio. We're so pleased to have you. Well, tell us how you became involved in studying the effects of radiation on the human body. How did all that get started? About five years ago, I uh, became uh, quite concerned. Uh, my concerns used to be um, I worked in cardiac clinics, and I worked in the area of cardiac rehab and prevention. So I used to be worried about caffeine and stress and trans fats. And um, This shift in my concern and my research actually happened um, because of the exposure at my children's school. Oh, tell us more about that. We're, a lot of us who are... Uh... Big diehards of Go Green Radio are very concerned about protecting children's health from any kind of pollution, but certainly electropollution. Tell us more about that. Well, I'm sure your listeners are aware that there is significant risk, for example, living close to an overhead power line. And uh, so I knew about this, of incidents of leukemia, and, uh, you know, the closer you are to a power line... So when this school was doing a new addition, I walked back there to see it. It was a great ceremony with this groundbreaking and everything, and I looked up and I saw that, my goodness, this new addition was really very close to these overhead power lines. So I began researching that more. As you said, when something is really affecting you and your family, it's a wake-up for all of us parents. Mm-hmm. And I discovered as I was researching that, that yes, there was a concern, However, I discovered that the school was also wireless and there was a cell tower not too far away. So I began to 
um, having a doctorate, I must say, is very helpful. At least know how to research. And uh, so I was like I was doing another doctoral program. I just jumped in headfirst and had what I call my wireless wake-up call. Wow. Wow. And do you describe that in the book? I mean, do you go into some of that personal history as well? I do. Because as a, a mother, of course, we're used to feeling guilty, but <laughs> I felt here, here. guilty about this because when I had what I call the Ghostbusters, uh, when I had a professional electromagnetic radiation assessment team come to my home because I learned that, yes, there are devices that can test these various fields, but you really need to know what you're doing. And at that point, I was uh, a neophyte. So when they came in and they tested the home, they tested and found the wireless router, high levels of radiation. Here's a big shocker, the cordless phones. I, of course, couldn't have, you know, just the 2.4. I had to have the 5.8. Of course, bigger is better, right? (laughs) Fortunately, I had my wake-up call before I got the 6.0 because they are really strong radiators. I didn't Mm -hmm. use a microwave oven, but... I was, you know, a a normal, high-tech, you know, mom. Mm -hmm. Uh, When they went to my daughter's bedroom and they tested her bed, because the sleeping zone is obviously very important. I know that from how sleep affects our immune system. So Mm -hmm. I really wanted them to test the beds. I had put my daughter, my beloved daughter, unknowingly, in a radiation hotspot because of the metal canopy frame to her bed. Oh, wow. Now, it looked beautiful. Wow. You know, it was all cream and pink, you know. <laughs> it was sure. really uh, just a thing of beauty. I loved it. I was so proud of that bed. And then when I discovered that because I didn't have the sufficient information, I had put my family at risk. Wow. And that's when I decided to dedicate, <clears throat> well, who knows about the rest of my life, but at least <laughs> dedicated this art the last five years to researching and writing this book so other parents have the information they need to make more informed decisions about all this technology. What a, what a public service you're doing. Well, tell us, what is the key message of your book? I know there's quite a bit of information in it, but what's the key message that you hope to convey with your book? As a health educator, Jill, I'm very aware that we don't want to frighten people further into catatonic, fearful denial. Mm-hmm. There is a shock to this. This technology is everywhere. Of course, we thought baby bottles were safe. We thought baby bibs wouldn't have lead in them. Um, Mm -hmm. So just because things are on the shelves, most of us are now aware that that doesn't mean that they're safe for our families. But there is a shock to this. There's also a shock when you discover that there is significant scientific evidence. The jury is not still out. There's clear evidence of harm, and we will detail some of that today. But I really want your listeners, and you've got good green listeners, I'm sure you have a wonderful audience, for them to know that the essential ingredient these days of being green is lowering lowering our electromagnetic radiation exposure. We can do that. There are safer solutions. I invite people to step up to this and see how you can take these steps in your own home, in your office, in your community. We can meet this challenge. What I love about your message, Dr. Crofton, is that it's not just information, like you said, that will alarm us, but it's an action plan to to take corrective action, things that we can do. And I know that our listeners are going to want to get their hands on your book as soon as we can. And again, folks, 
that's where you want to visit her website at www.radiationrescue.org. Well, give us a little bit of the science. Exactly how does radiation cause cancer? I mean, what, what happens on the cellular level to make that a risk? Uh, that's an excellent question, Jill. One of the things that I did initially was I brought together the leading experts in various aspects of this field uh, from around the world, and they became contributing experts to the book. And one is a Dr. Henry Lai, and he was one of the first that showed that this radiation at frequencies, you know, very similar to those emitted by cell phones, actually broke the DNA in rats' brain cells. Now, here's the scarier part. That was after just two hours of exposure. Wow. So, you know, we don't need to know, I mean, I'm not a geneticist, but we don't need to know a lot about DNA other than to know that that's our genetic code. It's essential to the cell. And what happened is this DNA damage, well, the, the cell phone radiation and the wireless radiation affected this DNA's ability to repair itself. Mm. And this is really crucial. And this was also passed along to the next generation of cells, also not good news. Um, So what happens is that when the DNA is disrupted and damaged, this can lead to mutations. And that's what can give rise uh, to the development of these abnormal cells, uh, cancer. Wow, that's, that's really upsetting. Now, one of the types of cancers that you mentioned that particularly affects young kids, and correct me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, is glioma, is that yes, correct? glioma or glioma. Tell us more about that and how it affects children. Well, it's a, um, it's a type of malignant brain tumor that has been associated with uh, cell phone use, not just children, but adults. Um, this is a malignant tumor that's uh, a primary tumor, not means that it starts in the brain. Um, and it affects, you know, part of the brain or the nerves or the tissues. Um, there are also secondary brain tumors, but they start in another part of the body and then spread to the brain. So much of the research that has been done has been on um, what is the association between cell phones and these kinds of malignant brain tumors. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't help but wonder, because we've had some national experts on childhood autism on the show before, mm-hmm. and a lot of those parents and even a lot of uh, researchers are convinced that there's some kind of environmental link between, uh, you know, what's out there that's toxic in our environment and this tremendous rise in the incidence of childhood autism. Is anybody studying any connection between electropollution and autism? Yes, they are. And, again, this is not a medical or a scientific certainty. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't even say that wireless radiation causing cancer is a medical or scientific certainty. But as a parent and as a health educator, well, I guess mostly as a parent, are we willing to re- wait until there is conclusive, solid consensus? When do we get consensus in the scientific community or medical community? <laughs> How long does it take? Not unless the same funders are funding all the studies. (laughs) I mean, for years and years, people smoked while they debated the risks of tobacco. Mm -hmm. So to answer your excellent question, um, autism is now a a, a tragic, it's always been a tragic situation to happen to any family. But not too long ago, it was one in 10,000. Then it was one in 5,000. Then, 
you know, I think a few years ago it was one in 150, and now it's like one child in 100 will be somewhere along that autism spectrum. This is uh, epidemic is doesn't even begin to talk about the extent of this tragedy. Um, so there are, to answer your question in terms of studying, one of the people that's studying is the medical pioneer who contributed to the book, uh, a Dr. Dietrich Klinghart, who is a, a physician, and he believes that the increase in autism is connected um, with increase of EMR and other toxins in our environment. Wow. Uh, do you have any sense of, you know, how long it would take or, uh, you know, what it would take to actually reach some kind of an, a conclusion that might be able to help parents of autistic children? Well, there, there, I feel there's enough, and you'd have to see in, in the book, I brought in several um, uh, experts, and uh, what they are saying is there's, there's two ways where this can be a, a connection, and one is how the wireless radiation, remember, this isn't just from your cell phones. This is from cordless phones. If you have a wireless network in your home, um, the cell tower that's, you know, not too far away from any of our homes these days, that that radiation affects the cell membrane. And just simply, it, it causes the, um, the cell to go into a sort of a lockdown mode because it doesn't recognize this wave, this radiation. Mm-hmm. Now remember, we, we are electrical beings ourselves. We live in electromagnetic fields of the Earth, and right. we've done so very happily for eons. However, but this is a little bit unnatural. This is a little bit, you know, this isn't the, the normal Earth's uh, radiation. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to be right back with Dr. Crofton on this very important issue, so don't go away. There'll be more Go Green Radio right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Sylvanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Listen for Trust Across America every week on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in as host Jordan Kimmel is joined by national experts in the fields of accounting, finance, organizational behavior, and sustainability, as well as companies that are applying strategies that are enabling them to be recognized as doing the right thing by the American Trust Awards. Your host, Jordan Kimmel, is himself a trusted professional with years of experience in applying strategies and consulting with today's leading firms. Trust Across America is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. 
Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, folks. So glad that you could join us. I'd like to give a special shout-out to all my tweets who are Twittering as we go and who love the show. I love you guys, and thanks for tuning in. For all of you who'd like more information about the Go Green Initiative and Go Green Radio, you can check us out at gogreeninitiative.org. You can also check us out at voiceamerica.com. We've got our channel site up on the Green Talk Network, and you can see all about what we have going on. Today we have a tremendous guest. I'm so excited to have Dr. Crofton. She's the author of an upcoming book called Wireless Radiation Rescue, Safeguarding Your Family from the Risks of Electropollution, and we are so glad to have her on you know, Dr. Crofton, I interview parents and I talk with parents all the time, and, and this generation of parents is trying very, very hard to protect their children's health by feeding them good food, using non-toxic chemicals to clean their houses with, and so much more. Um, yet your book talks about the fact that even some baby monitors can harm children with electropollution. How in the world can parents keep their kids safe from this? That's an excellent question and uh, something that we need to um, really realize that we haven't had sufficient information. We haven't had the accurate information about the technologies that we use in our home. We know they're convenient. We know they're cool. We know that we enjoy them and love them and they make our lives easier. It's just great being able to have your, you know, you can uh, surf the net and get your emails sitting at the kitchen counter. The kids all in their own rooms can all go online to do their homework. We know about the educational advantage of being able to access the Internet. Unfortunately, what we didn't know was that the safe way to do that, the healthy green way to do that, is with wired Internet access, not wireless. Mm -hmm. And your book has, uh, you know, quite a bit of resource, and so does your website on steps that parents can take. I can't help but thinking that every state PTA organization, parent-teacher association um, organization in the nation will really love getting this information out to their members. So for those of you who are listening who are with your local PTA, give, give uh, Dr. Crofton's website a look and recommend it to parents within your organization. You know, there are probably a lot of skeptics out there who will say, hey, we've been exposed to radio waves and microwaves for decades and the human race is still around. So what makes the newer technologies even more harmful? What do you say to folks like that? First, it's good that they recognize that the newer technologies are more harmful because that is key, that these devices, whether it's your cell phone, your handheld PDA, <clears throat> your cordless phone, your wireless router, microwave oven, baby monitor, these are not inert, benign objects. All of these have a strong electromagnetic field around them. We need to understand that there is a, a hot, you know, plume of radiation around them. Now, that doesn't mean we need to be terrified of them, but it means that we need to use them more wisely because they are more harmful because they're more powerful. And it requires a mind shift. Remember, I was just telling you about the cordless phones. You know, I couldn't have a mm -hmm. 900 megahertz. I had to up, you know, to the, the newest, <laughs> latest. 
It's mm-hmm. the same thing with our cell phones or our handheld, our PDAs. We have a huge wireless industry that is just coming out fast and furiously, more wireless devices, more powerful, more apps, more sexy. However, mm-hmm. it equals more radiation exposure. Well, you know, a lot of people I know, you know, in their young 20s, even up to, you know, my age in their 40s, they don't even have corded landlines in their homes anymore. I mean, I still do, but nobody ever calls it. And, you know, most of the time, if people want to reach a certain member of my family, they call their cell phones. And more and more people are saying, you know, I don't even really need a landline. Um, that, that sounds like an unsafe trend. What do you say to that trend that we're seeing? Believe it or not, this will change. When people realize, um, you know, for example, there's an oncologist in Sweden who's been studying this issue for many years, um, a Professor Hardell, and he found that children and teenagers are five times more likely to get a certain kind of this brain cancer, this glioma, if they begin using cell phones before the age of 20. And the extra risk from using cordless phones was found to be almost as high. And this, no kidding. And this so a cordless phone on a landline is just as bad. Wow. Yeah, so we un- the cordless phone is a landline in a sense, in that it's not a cell phone, but it's not the corded landline that we're talking about and recommending. The mm-hmm. base of your cordless phone is like a little cell tower in your home. If you have, which everybody virtually does now, the new ones, they're all digital, and that base is radiating high levels of wireless radiation for a long way. You can take the handset and walk to the, just about the end of your street, and you can still get reception. Mm-hmm. So wow. imagine how powerful it is when it's beside your bed, near your child, where you sit in the living room to watch TV, at mm-hmm. your desk, wherever you can, you replace those with corded landlines. You know, speaking of the susceptibility of children to this phenomenon, you know, a lot of cities and schools, like you mentioned, your kid's school, I know my kid's school, are putting in Wi-Fi. Do you think that ultimately they're opening themselves up to future class action lawsuits? I mean, what is their liability exposure on this issue? I don't know about the liability and the class action, although one can assume that that is quite possible. But what I do know is that the scientific community that is aware of this issue around the world, one of their main concerns is Wi-Fi in schools, well, Wi-Fi at homes too. And we understand why educators are doing this, because they feel that this is the educational advantage. However, most of these schools, or many of these schools, had Internet access with Ethernet wired cables. So no one is saying the schools should go without computers. No one says they should go without Internet access. What we are saying is they should seriously take a look at the science. And as you've mentioned on the website, I put there, there is an excerpt from the book on Wi-Fi in schools, and I encourage people to alert your parent group, alert your school. Um, There's no reason for them, uh, well, (laughs) no reason... Um, there are lots of reasons why they have Wi-Fi, but there are some really serious concerns about that. Um, mm-hmm. What would we do with a whole generation of kids with glioma? 
I mean, I'm I'm certain our health care reform bills haven't even considered that. <laughs> you know, I, I've never heard anyone, you know, talking about those kinds of numbers. You know, in talking about the studies and the findings that you mentioned in your book, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about the findings in studies that are actually funded by cell, the cell phone industry versus the findings of independently funded studies. What's the difference? What are you seeing in trends there? Well, that's an interesting uh, question, and that was something that Dr. Lai had um, uh, pointed out. Let me just go back when I said, um, Jill, about the whole generation. Um, I just need to clarify, nobody is suggesting that everyone will, who is exposed uh, will develop any kind of cancer, brain cancer, and that these cancers can take 10, 20 years to develop. The concern is that by the time we have not a whole generation who has this, but let's say a significant number in this generation, it will be too late to do much about it other than to be concerned about the generation that follows. Because mm-hmm. So that's why in the book I talk a lot about what are the symptoms now, and we can get into that um, later. Because mm-hmm. the cancer risk is real, but it's easy to put it off, as we do with so many things, because mm-hmm. it, the latency period, I mean, it could be 20 years. Well, I mean, that's similar to skin cancer. I mean, mm-hmm. but because parents know about that, they're encouraging their kids to wear sunscreen where, you know, in my generation, it was no big deal if we were laying out in the sun in the backyard with baby oil on instead of sunscreen. I mean, that was... Did, did you lie okay. on tinfoil? Pardon me? Did you lie on tinfoil? <laughs> I didn't, but I know friends <laughs> who did. <laughs> and they just cooked themselves. Yeah, you know, that's right. We as parents know better. We don't allow that to go exactly. on. But our parents didn't know better. So, That's you know, right. we have and, a precedence for this. And, Jill, you're absolutely right. And this is, it needs this kind of awareness. And we're not getting the right information. And this is why I appreciated what Dr. Lai had uh, put together. And it is uh, in the book. And what he found was industry-funded studies were roughly twice as likely to find evidence that cell phones are harmless. <laughs> so what I, what I say to people, the next time you hear about a study or some expert of some sort saying cell phones are safe, I suggest you follow the funding. Yeah, it's the Jerry Maguire of it all. Show me the money. <laughs> Where did it come from? Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that the green side of me is excited about, but now I'm rethinking my enthusiasm, we're beginning to see several automobile manufacturers working on hybrid and electric vehicles. If these products really do become the rule and not the exception on our roadways, what health issues do we need to be concerned about? I mean, are those a risk as well? They are, and what I'd like to do here is let's talk about electric hybrid cars and also fluorescent lights because these are two innovations that are front and center for the green movement. And when I had the Ghostbusters into our home and we went through to do the uh, assessment of our home, they came upon the fluorescent lights. And my husband and I have been green for years. He studied environmental studies and Um, You know, we're very concerned and aware, and they did the testing of the fluorescent lights, and they put off this wireless radiation. Can you believe it? This radio frequency radiation. Well, uh, plus they have mercury, which is never a good idea to introduce into the environment in any form. Right. And uh, so they said, you need to replace these with incandescent bulbs. 
Well, then, of course, they had to get my husband's discourse on why we need, when we're green, why we need to go fluorescent. And they said, well, okay, but you need to understand the other side of that, and that are the health effects. Wow. So we cannot, we've got to find other ways to conserve energy. Turn off the lights, you know, don't have the water tap running while you're brushing your teeth. There's lots Mm -hmm. of good ways. Recycle, but I really encourage people, go back to incandescent lights and just turn them off more often. The fluorescent ones, like the hybrid electric cars, carry some health risks. Wow. And, you know, even a lot of cars that we're seeing that are not necessarily hybrids or electric vehicles have, you know, bells and whistles, you know, with uh, talking to the radio and telling it just, you know, by voice mm-hmm. commands. You know, that's a, I mean, that's all wireless as well. So, wow, you're giving us a lot to think about. We've got to hit a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to have our green news report of the week from our teen journalists down in L.A. who give us the Global Broadcast for Kids Green News and more with Dr. Crofton. So don't go away. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, Visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Well, welcome back to Go Green Radio. We have a new segment that we've been adding the last few weeks to Go Green Radio. We have some teen green journalists down in L.A. who've been producing green news for kids. And so we'll be playing that clip for you. Let's go ahead and hear green news for kids. Globalbroadcastforkids.com presents GBK Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative. From one kid to another. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Marley. And Elijah. With GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. Um, And we're going to get started. Oklahoma companies are ordered to stop polluting waterways. 
Two companies in Oklahoma are facing orders to stop polluting nearby waterways with oil field wastewater, according to the EPA, or the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Oil field wastewater from territory resources in Noble County and Kay County is finding its way into the Bird's Nest Creek. And the same wastewater pollutants from the Kay County oil facility have been found in Chickaskia River. Both companies who run these oil fields were given 30 days to show proof that this toxic runoff has been stopped and the contaminated dirt has been removed from the areas. Well, so what? So what? Go Green Initiative says that this story shows how important it is for the government to create laws to protect the environment and enforce the laws. That is the job of the EPA, or Environmental Protection Agency. There is a federal EPA and nine regional EPA offices throughout the United States. They have the authority to take action against people, companies, or organizations that violate laws that are supposed to keep our water, air, and soil from getting polluted and unhealthy for people and animals. Pepsi launches Dream Machine Recycling Effort. Waste Management Inc. and PepsiCo are working together to recycle used bottles and cans through self-service recycling kiosks in high-traffic areas throughout the country. These Dream Machine kiosks will take all used soda and water containers. Users will receive credit for their recycling that they can use to earn rewards. Dream Machines will be located at sports stadiums, gas stations, and public parks. As the largest recycler in North America, we know that making it easy is key to recycling, and especially in public areas, says the folks at Waste Management Incorporated. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says that this is so smart. Putting recycling containers right next to garbage cans will help people make the right choice. It also helps beverage companies measure how much of their product actually gets recycled versus how much makes it into the landfills. Americans are pretty good about not littering. They will use garbage cans if they are close by or around. But if people have to go out of their way to recycle versus just using a garbage can, I don't know. But kudos to PepsiCo and uh, Waste Management. This is a great plan that makes it easy to recycle, but it's up to us to use them. If you see a dream machine in your town, put your recyclable containers in it. The Home Depot Foundation has just announced the release of its 2009 report, providing its commitment to building sustainable homes and preserving natural resources. Like saving 200 trees, 44,640 gallons of water, 100 million BTUs of energy, 9,760 pounds of solid waste, and more than 16,000 pounds of greenhouse gases. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green Initiative says, yay, Home Depot is using the same measurements that Go Green Initiative has been using since 2002. Instead of just giving foundation money to organizations and hoping they do something good for the environment with all that cash, Home Depot is making the organizations that receive grants measure their environmental impact with real numbers. That, that's a big step forward. By comparison to Home Depot's numbers, in the past four years, the Go Green Initiative has saved 27 million gallons of water, 67 billion BTUs of energy, 20 billion pounds of solid waste, and 7.6 million pounds of greenhouse gas emissions. Sounds like the Go Green Initiative and Home Depot should join forces. A massive oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico is getting closer to the Louisiana coast on Friday, um, affecting wildlife and seafood areas. Um, as efforts ramped up to avert what could become one of the worst U.S. ecological disasters, President Barack Obama pledged on Thursday to use every single available resource to contain the oil slick and use the U.S. military to help. The leak from a broken oil well on the ocean floor is pouring out crude oil at a rate of up to 5,000 barrels or 210,000 gallon, 210, gallons a day. 
According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, five times more oil than previously thought. Well, so what? So what? The Go Green initiative says it's pretty obvious that this is a disaster to the environment. The water is becoming toxic to wildlife in the delicate ecosystem of the Gulf region. Us humans get a lot of seafood from this area, so our own food chain is being harmed. But this is also an economic disaster for Americans. The oil that is being spilled cannot be used for any useful purpose, like powering cars and machines. And the cost to clean up this mess is money that we could spend on a lot of other things. This situation really reminds us that converting our economy to clean, renewable energy has many benefits. If solar panels have the sunshine overflow, that's no biggie. And if wind turbines have a wind overflow, well, we can fly a kite. There's no harm done. Hopefully, the situation will remind us all that finding clean energy sources is a very important priority. Here are some Go Green Initiative updates. Um, these are some new businesses that have just joined the Go Green Initiative. Multicare Marketing and Service, this Sir India. Aero Towering Service, Houston, Texas. Air A Tech Heating and Air Conditioning, Rockaway, New Jersey. Move Cheap Cincinnati Movers, Cincinnati, Ohio. Dusco Doors, Miami, Florida. BASED Based Press, Dallas, Texas. New schools that have just joined the Go Green Initiative. Callaway High School, Jackson, Mississippi. RNN Fickett Elementary School, Atlanta, Georgia. Hillcrest Bridge Center, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and Ithaca Montessori School, Ithaca, New York. Organizations that have just joined the Go Green Initiative, TDCJ Parole Division, Nacogdoches, Texas, New Life Church Incorporated, Cleveland, Mississippi, and Sickle Cell Disease Association, Chicago, Illinois. All right, this is Marley and Elijah signing off for GBK's Green News in association with the Go Green Initiative on Go Green Radio. Make sure you do one thing a day to save the environment, like take two minutes less in the shower. Recycle your bottles and cans. And, uh, yeah, just something to think about. Um, thanks for listening. Bye. Later, guys. GBK Green News. Copyright 2010. GlobalBroadcastForKids.com Welcome back to Go Green Radio. We love those kids. Marley and Elijah down there with Global Broadcast for Kids Green News. Thanks, kids. You really remind us of who we're saving the environment for, kids just like you. Well, we are back with Dr. Crofton, the author of an upcoming book that I think every parent is going to want on their bookshelf. It's called Wireless Radiation Rescue, Safeguarding Your Family from the Risks of Electropollution. And before we went on the last break, we were talking with Dr. Crofton about electric and hybrid vehicles. And I want to let you finish your thought on that, Dr. Crofton. What was it that you wanted to share? Well, as uh, good green people, we're all concerned about uh, the consumption of uh, fossil fuels and uh, hybrid and electric cars seem like a great uh, solution or a great alternative. However, uh, we need to let the manufacturers know that there are powerful electric batteries, which seems rather obvious, and that we have our children tucked, we think, safely in the back seat of these cars. They may be sitting right over a very powerful battery with a very strong electromagnetic field. And these batteries can be shielded. There's something called moo metal, which can encase them completely because we don't need to get any transmission. It's, you know, you can't put your cell phone in this kind of metal because then you couldn't get a message. But with these electric batteries, they can be shielded as well as the cords can be shielded. 
But you also brought up a point about the wireless in the cars. I know we rented a car, and as soon as you turned on the ignition, the whole thing became a Bluetooth hotspot. Mm-hmm. Any confined metal space increases the wireless radiation exposure. So the last place you want Wi-Fi is in a vehicle. And please, if your vehicle has this, you're going to have to get it actually unhooked and un. Um, uh, disconnected. I don't think it's something that you can do on your own. But whenever you have, you use your cell phone in the car, or you have any wireless device, um, or if the, you know, this kind of communication and this high tech uh, happens in your car, you're exposing your family to high levels that you don't want to and don't need to. Wow, this is the first time during this entire interview that I am breathing a sigh of relief because I drive the same minivan that I've been driving <laughs> for 12 years. It doesn't even have a CD player. It's oh, there you go. It's a player. <laughs> so uh, finally, I'm good to go. You're, you're like, good to wow, go. You're good to go with all of it. I love that minivan. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other thing we need to know is about aircraft. And when next time you fly or you book a flight and get your listeners to do this too, there's power in the consumers. We're going to get the industry to change they're not going to change without us, that the last place we want Wi-Fi is in an aircraft. This radiation has also been shown to affect cognitive abilities. Do you want your pilot, his cardiovascular system put at risk, as well as his cognitive system put at risk, just because you can you know, use your Wi-Fi in the aircraft? Uh-huh. Most people don't want to risk their safety for the convenience. Yeah, that that's really something I've never considered before. Now, I know that in addition to cancer and, you know, the risks for cancer, you mentioned, you know, cognitive problems, cardiac problems. Tell us about some of the other health risks besides just, you know, maybe in 20 years we might get cancer. You know, there are some, like, right here, right now kinds of health risks that, you know, we could be experiencing. Tell us more about those. Well, they start with symptoms like sleep disruption. Um, I like to invite people to think about when you started having worse uh, difficulty, more difficulty sleeping. We all have lots of reasons we don't sleep, but just check out whether it's when you put your wireless network in or you got a stronger cordless phone. So sleep disruption is primary there. Also, there can be problems with uh, dizziness, uh, headaches, tingling in the hands, uh, ringing in the ears. Some of the right now symptoms that are really causing concern are the cardiac symptoms. And there's a uh, cardiologist who contributed to Wireless Radiation Rescue who says with so-called unexplained cardiac symptoms to do with the heart, the rate, the rhythm, the first thing he looks for now is wireless radiation exposure. And he really strongly advises people, do not carry a cell phone on your body because that radiation is affecting your heart we know the heart's electrical in nature itself and very sensitive, um, so it is being affected uh, by this radiation as well. Wow, that's really, you know, you're just bringing to light so many things that almost, you know, were buried in the back page of the newspaper, but, you know, this is really smart science and something that we really need to pay attention to. I, I cannot urge our listeners enough to get out on Dr. Crofton's website. She's got a lot of great tools and resources. It's www.radiationrescue.org. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we'll have more with Dr. Crofton. And, uh, you know, for all of you who are out there tweeting while we're on the air and, and we're seeing it uh, come 
coming through. Uh, please keep it up and uh, send Dr. Crofton your comments as well on her website. I know that she'd love to hear from you. We will be right back after this quick commercial break with more Go Green Radio. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Are you waiting to be discovered? Don't know where to start? Do you think you have star power? Find out if you do and how to make it work for you. 30-year transformational acting veteran Sandy Shuren hosts The Sandy Shuren Show, where acting and the arts meet transformation. Sandy will discuss the concepts that has brought her work to Oprah and America's Next Top Model. From the audition, to booking the job, and finding your star power, Sandy has it all. Don't miss The Sandy Shuren Show. Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio. So glad that you could join us. And if you've been listening to this broadcast and you're really bummed because you missed the beginning of it, don't even worry because Go Green Radio is now syndicated on the Green Talk Network. And we are replayed every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific and 12 noon on the East Coast. Every Tuesday on the Green Talk Network. You can find that network by going to voiceamerica.com and clicking on the icon for Green Talk Network. So if you missed some of the show, don't worry. If some of your friends need to listen in and you want to share this show and tell them, hey, listen in on Tuesday, that's where they should go. We are back with Dr. Crofton, the author of a brand new book called Wireless Radiation Rescue, Safeguarding Your Family from the Risks of Electropollution. If you want to check out her website, learn more, see some of the resources that she has, be sure to check out www.radiationrescue.org. Well, Dr. Crofton, again, my thanks for joining us uh, today. You're just really helping us understand an issue that, uh, quite frankly, is a little tough to hear because I'm kind of a techie geek, and I know a lot of my friends are too. And, um, you know, this, this is kind of uh, difficult, a jagged little pill to swallow because we love our smartphones. Um, you know, every cell phone manufacturer will say that they are in compliance with government standards and regulations. But I'd like for you to talk to us about those standards and regulations. Are they grounded in good science? No, they are not, simply. (laughs) (laughs) And in in researching all of this, I found that that is essentially the crux of this whole 
um, as Dr. Sinatra, the cardiologist, says, this is the greatest medical threat of our times. Wow. And these standards that we assume, as naive as we are, that the government standards must have something to do with the uh, devices that we're using today wrong, um, we assume that they must have had some good scientific evidence, they must have tested all the potential health impacts wrong. These standards were set in 1998, and they were just focusing basically on temperature. In other words, this is microwave radiation, but so far your phone, however smart it is, can't cook a hot dog and is not cooking in a few minutes your brain. So therefore, it was all deemed safe. However, what they never did was tested the levels below that before you cook tissue. And they did not see what other scientists were trying to tell them is that there's this damage to the DNA leakage of the blood-brain barrier, suppression of the immune system, and a whole list of things that we don't want to happen. You know, wow. the FCC that's supposed to be, um, you know, organizing, keeping track of all this, I mean, this is the agency that is their bailiwick. They don't employ a single health expert. And so Are you kidding they look, me? They look on advice given by outside experts, and as my colleague uh, Dr. Davis, the epidemiologist, who says, you know, many of these experts working directly for the cell phone industry. So if it doesn't set your hair on fire because of microwaves, then it's good to go. Wow. So then when are we going to learn yeah. <laughs> not to just accept everything we get from government agencies? Wow, that's really alarming. It, and not only, President, oh, oh, go ahead. Not only are they a little bit off, they are thousands of times off. Wow. Wow. If President Obama and his folks were listening to this broadcast today, and I'm convinced one day they will. I mean, I think that they're going to tune in to Go Green Radio <laughs> sooner or later. Um, if they were listening, what would you say to him with regards to updating the regulations around wireless radiation? What needs to happen? I would say, President Obama, I would like to give you a copy of my book. <laughs> I really would. Um, I think all of us can see his and the First Lady's commitment to their children. It's, it's obvious. And uh, mm -hmm. their commitment to our children and our environment. And I personally feel that they don't have the information that they need. For example, the First Lady was doing something about uh, pregnant uh, women and they were getting all this information out, you know, on cell phones. Well, the last thing a pregnant woman should be anywhere near is a cell phone. So wow. we would need to give them the information. And also, they need to know that, yes, we want inner cities to have Internet access, but not wireless. We can't What's take the option? wired, wired into Ethernet access, fiber optics. There mm -hmm. are lots of safer solutions, and they're not getting this message, big surprise, from the wireless industry. Of course not. No, I mean, how, how would that work? I mean, would it be like people take their laptops to an Internet cafe and plug in? Or, I mean, That's right. There'd be little hubs. Yeah. There'd be hubs, places where you would plug in. Uh-huh. Rather than yeah. screaming everywhere. Also, these smart meters, WiMAX, there are plans now to put cell tower antennas, you know, every quarter mile across the whole continent, across the whole globe. This is expensive technology. My concern is that in tough economic times, we should be using our money to safe green technologies, and that includes safe Internet access, and it is not wireless. Well, and you bring up a good point. When we talk about the safety of this, you know, on the one hand, you know, some people will say, well, there isn't 
you know, absolute conclusive proof that if you use a cell phone your whole life, you will get cancer. But on the other hand, you know, using the precautionary principle, there isn't evidence, conclusive evidence that it's absolutely safe that you use your cell phone or you're exposed to wireless internet. And really, you know, it, it comes down to a philosophical question. What is the function of government? If not to protect, you know, public health and safety, I'm not sure what else it's good for um, because that's kind of primary, why we decided to have a federal government to begin with. So it really is, I mean, it's a really difficult situation. And I know I've done a lot of work in China lately, you know, and, and that's a developing country and wireless technology is changing everything and it's actually helping people in amazing ways. That is a country that may never put in the infrastructure for actual transmission lines so that everybody can have a landline and an Ethernet connection, you know, out in the rural areas of China or India or even Africa. But they're able to connect with one another wirelessly. That's that's a really tough issue to kind of get our arms around. I mean, do you have any thoughts on that, any suggestions, you know, for these developing countries who just, you know, they're they're actually able to leapfrog over the infrastructure costs and right into the wireless technology. Well, that is true. You're absolutely right, and it's short-term. Because imagine if this wave of increased incidence of not only brain tumors but cardiac effects, autism, I mean, really, you know, the, the predictions are ominous. So as soon as countries begin to see what the health cost is in their population, and no healthcare system in the world can deal with this, is prepared for this. I mean, this makes, you know, swine flu look like a global hiccup. Uh-huh. So when people really wake up, and when the countries do, they'll be putting down fiber optic cables. They'll be working on, you know, wired Internet access. They will do it. But in that time lag, Jill, how many years will that be? I personally am not willing to keep my family at risk mm-hmm. while they come up with what they consider conclusive evidence. There mm-hmm. is enough evidence. We have a smoking gun. There is enough evidence to show that this wireless radiation is harmful. There's good science. There's a list of biological effects. And more importantly, there's a list of safer solutions that are also science-based. We don't have to go into denial. We can do our wireless radiation rescue, starting with our own families and our own homes. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the hopeful, hopeful message. I mean, 50 years from now, when the science around this issue is completely exposed, what do you think people will say about you and your book then? <laughs> well, I hope people will say that uh, Carrie Crofton cared deeply about her family, and she cared deeply about mine. And, and that would be an awesome legacy. Beyond that feeling, what do you hope that the actionable upshot of your book is. I mean, what's the best possible outcome you can envision if your book is as well-received as you hope it will be? One, that the regs need to change because this technology, we've, somebody's got to stop it. The industry's not going to stop themselves. We're not going to be able to wake up all our young people. You know, I mean, we can't get our kids to wear bicycle helmets and seat belts or warm jackets when it's cold out. We're not going to be able to get them to give up this very easily. The regs have to change. They must be brought in line with the science. And uh, so, as I said, start in your own community. Start with your parents' groups. Start with your classroom. Start with your school, your community, and uh, make these changes. 
that we think of leaders as leaders. Actually, um, the legislators are followers. They, they follow us. Mm-hmm. So we need to take leadership and take charge and meet this challenge ourselves. And I'm convinced that your listeners, of all the listeners there are, the green listeners, we're awake and we're aware. We just need the better information. What if our listeners really get fired up about this issue and they want to get involved somehow? You know, give us the wrap-up. You know, in the couple minutes that we have left, what can they do? What they can do is, first of all, as I said, take a long, serious, hard look at this. And, you know, I'm not asking anyone to believe me, but I have given people lots of places to go. I made a summary of the science. Um, So do your own due diligence, but please take a look at, just imagine in your home that you could see the radiation from these devices. On the website, I actually had my graphic designer put waves of radiation. For example, on the book cover, there's the arc of radiation going from the laptop into the pregnant woman's abdomen, into her Mm -hmm. womb, as well as to the child, to the head. So we need to see that these things are affecting us. Now, here's the moment. When you have that aha or that wake-up, instead of just going, oh, for heaven's sake, everything gives you cancer, what's the point? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people's response. Is Mm -hmm. say, I'm not going to let this happen to my family. I, you know, I love the convenience of all these things, but, you know, if what this woman is saying is true, I can find ways to keep the convenience and reduce the risk. That's mm-hmm. what I want people to do. I love it. And what you're giving us is great information, you know, information that can knock our socks off a little bit and really set us back, but more so, you're giving us control. You're giving us an action plan and giving us solutions, and I really appreciate that. I really appreciate having you on, Dr. Coffin. You're a great guest. And we'll have to have you back again sometime. But in the meantime, Go Green Radio listeners, check out our website, www.radiationrescue.org. And we'll be back next week right here, same time, same place, with more Go Green Radio. Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week.